0: Hey, hey! thanks for tuning into another episode of Moments with Ndero, where I hope to encourage you, inspire you, and uplift you. Today's guest is the founder of Daily Godpreneur Brand, which has over 60,000 followers on Instagram, and it is growing daily. He is a different breed of entrepreneur with a whole new perspective of doing business God's way. Welcome onto the show, Alex.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a blessing to be here. Thank you for the honor to be able to speak to your tribe.
0: Thank you. So, before we <laughs> go deeper into the conversation, what's one lesson that you can remember from your childhood?
1: Oh, wow. I um, when I was a um, when I was about t- ten years old, I was visiting my grandmother in Puerto Rico. And my cousin and I were just walking down the street and we found some puppies and we were so excited. And uh, we were like, you know, let's sell these puppies. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my grandmother was, a, was a, a entrepreneur. She sold flowers in these, in the plaza. Um, and so I guess, you know, her salesiness kind of, made us think well we can sell some puppies so we grab a, a a piece of cardboard and we right there on the street uh where we found the puppies uh there's a lot of cars that would pass by and so we spray painted um puppies at $20 and um you know puppies now go for you know thousands and thousands of dollars so you know 20 bucks uh, you know we thought that's that's pretty good um And uh, no one was buying people would would stop by or pet them, but nobody was buying. So then my cousin and I were like, well, the price must be too high. And so, you know, we we sort of slashed the 20 and we put 15. And um, an hour later, nobody bought still. And so we slashed the price to 10 and um, and then we slashed the price to five. Uh, eventually we just had to give them away for free. It was like free puppies. And that, that's when we were able to, to get rid of them. Um, my, my, my point is this, um, uh, <laughs> it's not, you know, back then I learned a very big lesson in, in entrepreneurship, which was, um, it's, it's not about lowering the price. Um, lowering the price isn't going to make anything sell, uh, more, um, you know, and, and and I and I take that with me today uh, a lot when I'm dealing with with clients, is that uh, um, I'm I'm very hesitant on lowering the price or 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 thinking that the price is the problem when the price is is rarely the problem. Um, so I know that doesn't have much to do with Godpreneurship, uh, but it's entrepreneurship 101 at its finest, and I learned it as uh, as a ten year old.
0: No, that is a great lesson because, you know, when we, when we venture into entrepreneurship, we're so eager to have a sale. So anytime we're not getting a sale, we're like, okay, fine. I think we need to reduce the price. Then someone still doesn't buy and you're like, okay, fine. Maybe I need to reduce again when ultimately that's not the case. It's just figuring out who your customer is and who your tribe is. Ultimately.
1: It could be, it could have been too that, um, you know, my, my grandmother didn't sell her flowers on her street in front of her house. She went to the plaza. Why? Because people in the plaza are there to buy. Like that's the purpose of going to the plaza. You're going to buy something. But people along this street weren't in a buying mindset. They're just, you know, driving by, trying to get to where they're going. Um, so you know, we could have taken our business and going to the plaza, and we probably would have sold it all. Um, So it it could be location too, right?
0: Right. It could be location. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) A lot of
1: factors, but price wasn't one of them. And and that's what I learned.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) So from being a, a young boy and now being an adult, could you take us through the journey of becoming an entrepreneur and then eventually getting your moment where you are like, you know what, I need to do it God's way.
1: Oh, wow um as a as a child i think entrepreneurs know that they're going to be entrepreneurs because from a, from a child they were selling they were you know had a lemonade stand selling candy um mowing lawns that's what i i would do uh, wash cars i understood because my my mother got to see entrepreneurship growing up um, and how you, you, you can trade your time for money, you can trade services for money. Um, There's a lot of things you could do. And so my, my mom instilled that um, with within both of us, my brother and I, and it just kept evolving. It, it goes from washing cars to mowing lawns, to selling candy at school, wherever the opportunity was, I was, Opportunistic. And um, I noticed that I couldn't keep jobs for long. Um, And when I would be in a job, I would excel tremendously on the part of sales. I was always the number one seller of something at the job that I would have. But eventually I'd get extremely bored with it all. And the only thing that would really interest me was taking the risk of leaving my job. And that security to go pursue something that seemed to me a lot more fun uh enjoyable um i was you know able to to kind of carve my path along that that way um and that continued that trend never stopped uh there was there was never a point where i I didn't have a way of making money on the side um even when I had a job, there was always some kind of side hustle going on, and when I, even in college, when I went to college, I I DJed. Now DJing, you know, people are like, "Well, that's not entrepreneurial." Well, it, it is. If you're being paid as a 1099 contractor, you're an entrepreneur. So, um, I I was I was DJing to make my money, and then you graduate college and you've got all this acumen right this knowledge that you've built up and and this eagerness to get out and be successful right be that next big story of some person that came out of college and started something really successful Um, so i i i tried one last job and it was a sales job which again i i say sales jobs are entrepreneurial jobs too and Um, I just got bored there and what, what attracted me a lot was the nightlife in Miami. I was, um, deep into the nightlife world. I was, I had my own promoter company, um, where, where I threw parties and, uh, that was just wildly successful. And then the, the nightclubs, I noticed that their marketing wasn't on point and they, they weren't adapting to the whole social media that movement that was happening early 2000s. So that was the birth of my branding agency that I have today, Creative Complex. And uh, we, would, we would do nightclub flyers, websites, logos. I would speak at the nightclub bar and convention. I was doing podcasts for, for nightlife for nightlife marketers and, and, and nightclub owners, just teaching them about digital marketing and, and branding and, um, so I was, that, that was my niche. That was my whole identity, um, was wrapped around the nightlife for 10 years. I was Alex Miranda, the promoter, Alex Miranda, the, you know, the nightclub flyer design guy. Um, and I loved it. I loved it when people came into town and would call me to go to the clubs. It gave me a sense of purpose and identity. Um, but you know after 10 years of that you start to get uh, a little empty inside and you know at about the age of 28 i started asking questions my mom shared a book with me called the secret um which isn't isn't a it's not a very christian book however many of the concepts within the book are uh, so- somewhat related um and and it was good for me because I wasn't Christian at all. I wasn't going to church. As you could tell, I was a nightclub promoter, so I was very far from God. Um, I was actually, one could argue I was playing for the other team, um, completely other team, the nightlife team. And, uh, and this book opened my eyes to the possibility that there was something else out there um, that, we, that I could tap into. And I went and shared that book with another friend of mine. Uh, But little did I know that friend had become a born again Christian and he was going to church and learning about God and very hungry and thirsty for, for God. So when I shared this with him, um, he turned back around to me and said, well, that book, the secret, the, the big, the problem with the secret is that it, it doesn't give credit to where credit is due. It calls it the universe. Um, you can ask the universe for things, whereas um, God is seeking a relationship with us uh, uh, in a in a similar way. He wants us to ask uh, Him, um, and so He was sharing with me that you know God is the source of that. You have to understand that, Alex. And I thought, wow, uh, if God is the source, then I need to go to the source. Um, and so the secret then led me to uh, be invited to church. And um, mind you, I still had my nightclub promoting. I still had my nightlife business that was deep, deep, deep into the nightlife world. I was speaking at the nightclub convention. I had a, the, the same thing that I have here, Daily Godpreneur. Same thing, except it was called nightlife marketing resource, and I had a membership site. I had the whole thing. I had a book on Amazon for nightclubs. Um, I would—that was my whole identity. But when you start going to church, you—that stuff starts to convict you. You start to realize that the nightlife didn't, doesn't, it's not a good thing to promote. Here I was helping nightclubs fill up their clubs on Fridays and Saturdays and then here I am on Sunday going to church when the when churches are trying to attract the very same people that are going to the nightclubs on Fridays and Saturdays. it was just a mess in my brain a uh, big um, what do they call that just a uh, antithesis there's two opposing forces going on inside of my body. And it got to the place where I had to make a decision. Um, and and as, as you can already tell, uh, I, I chose uh, the day life and not the night life. I chose to completely rebrand my company, completely, you know, fire all my clients, kind of break my company back down to nothing and then rebuild it um, with God. And, and as, as much of a triumphant story as that might sound, um, anyone listening to this, and, you, and yourself included, know that, that that journey had a lot of, uh, a lot more downs than it did ups. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: you know, my whole identity I ripped it off of myself. Imagine if you're that guy, you're that nightclub guy, and all of a sudden on social media, you're starting to share Bible verses, not yo, join me at the club on Friday. Could could you imagine what my friends and f- family and, and clients? It must have been like these this guy's a weirdo. Look at him. He turned into a Jesus freak. So it was uh it was uh, it was a big change. Um, but here I am today, more purpose-driven than ever, more uh, happier than ever, um, and 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 glory to God uh, that I was able to be rescued from all of that.
0: Yes, glory to God. You mentioned the down moments. There's so many down moments when you're trying to rebuild your life with God. How did you overcome the moments where you were anxious or you know feeling so low that you just were? you don't want to wake up or face the next day because of the drastic change in your life.
1: I, I did what the textbook teaches. Um, because I, I was so new to the Christian faith that I didn't know what to do other than to just get, get more involved in church, uh, be involved in more Bible studies. um, uh, surround myself with more people from church um, and and that helped out a lot because I was able to you know re, re, somewhat replace what what the, the, the fulfillment that I was getting by being around a lot of people at the club and, and going to nightclub events. I was able to sort of replace that time with with, with he, time here. And that worked at the beginning of my walk, Um, but a few years into the walk, um, there was still a lot of baggage I was carrying from 10 years of women and drugs and alcohol and lustful desires and partying um, that that just going to church wasn't going to be enough uh, and I, and I I began to understand that in a deeper way when I I took a a bible study on how to study the bible I I, I was doing all of the church activity stuff except for daily bible reading which um again all that other stuff is it it's cool and it's needed, but you begin to understand later on that that is supplemental. Um, The foundation of our faith is the word of God. And I wasn't taking that part seriously. Now, why? Because the word of God seemed um, old, archaic, outdated um it seemed like uh, this just this big book that was confusing and it wasn't until i began to personalize the bible to my business growth experience where everything exploded for me one day i'm reading proverbs and all of a sudden I'm looking at certain verses and I'm thinking, man, that applies to my business. Um, and then you read some Psalms and you're thinking, man, that's, that applies to my entrepreneurial journey. And it hit me one day where I'm like, this entire book technically could be a big business book. If you just, if you looked at it from that point of view and I said, I wonder, if other people know this, like I was, I fell in love with the Bible because it could help me in my business. It could help me personally, and it just again, it became a personal tool um, as opposed to a to-do list, like something to do. Like your pastor says, you know, you should you should read the Bible. You should read the Bible daily, but it it didn't become That message didn't become real to me until I began to personalize the Bible from a business point of view. And that's when I started blogging about my findings. I'm like, does anybody else see what I'm seeing here? Like, this literally applies to my business. And that's when I started my blog, Daily Godpreneur, and my Instagram channel, where I started sharing these golden nuggets that I was finding. And... I've been on that journey since um, 2014. I've been on that journey of reading the Word, interpreting it for my business, and then sharing that with other entrepreneurs. And that process that I just described is what I call the Godpreneur method. It's a—I actually have a, a a Bible plan on you version on the Bible app. It's called uh, The Christian Entrepreneur's Guide to Business Growth, where I teach this same concept because I believe that if more entrepreneurs knew the rich wisdom for their business that is in the Bible, I think a lot more entrepreneurs would take the Bible more seriously.
0: Well said. They would totally take it more seriously and realize that the wisdom that's in the bible is truly necessary for our day-to-day lives and for building our businesses so how do we let god run our business and be ceo
1: yeah it starts i think it starts similarly to if the question was asked how do we let god run our life right how do you what are the first steps you have to take if you're like a total non-believer and and they tell you, you should let Jesus run your life. You know, what do you, what does that first look like? And for, um, for many, it starts off with, well, just coming to church, you know, just start there, right? Just show up on Sundays. It's like super easy. Many people went to church as a kid. So, you know, going as an adult, fine, I'll show up for an hour. And that sort of starts to get the party started. And so, you know, I think that if someone's not going to church regularly, um, they they need need to make sure of that. But let's just say they are going to church regularly. Well, what happens next in in that process of like a new Christian? They they have you declare um, that Jesus is Lord of your life, Uh, whether you are fully aware of what that means or not it's not necessarily the point it's the the point is to let that declaration come out of your mouth and the 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 Holy Spirit starts to do a different kind of work whether that again whether that person really fully understands what they're saying or not uh, we know that something happens there. So in the same way, we have to declare as entrepreneurs that God is the the president of this board of directors and that I am simply executing on orders. And that's that's hard for an entrepreneur to understand because entrepreneurs are go-getters, we're the boss, we're the ones in charge, and we have to make it happen to bring bread To the table every night whereas um if you if you um if you say well you know god's above that well it's 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 hard to understand that fully as a as a as as a entrepreneur who needs to see cash in his bank account um and and he's the one that kind of makes that happen to come in that the entrepreneur um himself so you know the other thing that i would say about that is that once you declare that God is CEO and that he runs the business, um, something weird happens. You just start to think differently about decisions that you're making. Um, so your first steps is just make sure you have a, a church that you're going to. And I, and again, I'm, I'm sharing my path. I'm sure there's a hundred ways to do this, but my path seemed like the easy way to go. Um, Start going to church regularly. Then you make that declaration um, that that God's going to be the owner of this business. And what's cool is that you all of a sudden you don't feel alone anymore. Sometimes entrepreneurship can be so lonely. You're, you're on your own. Uh, You you don't even have money to hire employees yet. And so someone tells you God wants to be your partner. Um, I don't know. I found that to be very alleviating um, on on my walk. And and so I made that declaration. Um, And what happens after that, um, at, at least for me, is that once you do that, you start to believe it. You start to act like it more. And then you start to desire it more. And the only way um, to satiate or satisfy the desire of more God is to um, put, put put more things around you that is, that is more of God. Again, more growth groups, study groups, um, more Christian friends, and of course, uh, the Word of God.
0: Yes, the Word of God and making Him the center of everything that we do and constantly having that desire to know him more so that he can guide us through our journey of entrepreneurship
1: so would mm-hmm. you say
0: that there are different types of godpreneurs or there's only one type of godpreneur
1: well are there different type of christians yeah you know
0: yeah good question yes
1: so you know on on the very surface level there are different types of christians that believe uh, different kinds of, you know, church autonomy, church governing, um, Calvinism versus another thing versus the gifts of the spirit, it's, right? All of that happens in entrepreneurship too. And um, there's just, and Godpreneurship, there's tons of ways, uh, to, to worship God and to bring God into your business and, and declare him in the business. Um, but i think if if all of these various you know um denominations all got together uh, there's really one thing that i think that they would all agree on and is is that we should be living our lives like jesus lived his life and therefore we should all be running our businesses like Jesus would have ran a business. And so if you focus on the person of Jesus and what he did here and how how his relationship with God was, how his relationship with the Spirit was, and how his relationship with people were, and just follow that um and and you can be the best Christian for your denomination um, so therefore, if we take godpreneurship and we say um are you being Jesus in the marketplace um are you being a good testimony? Uh if, if if the marketplace was a mission field, are you representing Jesus correctly? And if the answer is yes, to the best of my ability, I am consciously making that kind of effort, um, then you've you've understood Godpreneurship.
0: Yes. You know, you know, sometimes we assume that we can hide away from the fact that we don't need to represent Jesus in the marketplace, but ultimately we need to represent him because, you know, how else will they encounter Jesus himself if they aren't going to church, if they are not plugging into Bible groups or reading the word of God, we ourselves are the working, or rather we are the walking testimonies of Jesus. So just switch gears a little bit in our conversation. I'm going to ask you random questions. Don't overthink it. Um, whatever comes to mind just comes to mind. So the first question would be what would you do with $10 million?
1: I would, um, I'd hire a professional to tell me what to do with my $10 million.
0: Good answer, so that it doesn't go to waste and it's used in the right way. And the next yeah. one would be, how would you want to be remembered?
1: I want to be remembered as the guy that um, always helped people try to find their calling and their purpose here. In, in the world, whether it was my parents, my children, my wife, my friends, uh, your listeners, my clients, my readers. Um, I, I wanna be known as the guy that really cared that everyone felt like they had a purpose or a meaning or a calling in life from God.
0: And it shall happen So where do you see the Daily Godpreneur brand in the next 10 years? What's in the future for your brands and for yourself and family?
1: We're at a place where we are beginning to, uh, so Daily Godpreneur was me. It was called Daily Godpreneur with Alex Miranda. That was the brand up until last year when I said there's, other people out there who want to also um, pre, also want to target Christian business owners and help guide them to God within their business and and that that revelation that I had in 2014 that that turning point, uh, where I realized the the Bible is a big book of business that more and more business owners would realize that, and I realized i 'm not the only one that stumbled upon that um call it a niche what uh, or 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 unique place um, i wasn 't the only one, and so um Daily Godpreneur is now just called Daily Godpreneur and we are looking for authors to contribute and the idea would be to be one of those blogs where there's hundreds of authors, all contributing something in their little unique space. Um, so, for example, my thing is about branding, right? Branding is an external representation of your calling. So... I talk a lot about your calling and your purpose in business um, and then branding that, right? So that more people know about it and can buy your product or service. Um, that's my thing, right? What, but I don't talk a lot about finances, um, because I'm not a financial guru and uh, expert. Uh, I don't talk a lot about networking cause I'm not a networking kind of guy. However, the same way I feel about calling, and purpose and branding someone else feels that the bible has a lot to say about finances or networking or human resources or um, you know anxiety overcoming anxiety there's a lot of people you know leadership a lot of, look at john maxwell he feels very called in his place here which is teaching people leadership so so the 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 blog and the brand would be a would be a place where um the Christian business authors right th- those of us that want to target uh, Christian business owners we'd have a place, um, a community um and that uh, Christian business owners would would have a, a a place to come and read those articles, buy someone's book take someone's course um and, and that we, we'd have that sort of of place where 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 it all comes together um yeah i i see more you know i see just tons of you version um plans out there um and and just more authors inspiring more people to become christian business thought leaders uh and then finding more of them and bringing them on the platform
0: I wish you all the best with that. And I'm sure, of not even I'm sure, but it's already set in stone, but because for you to have imagined it, God has already fulfilled it. So Amen. what would you tell someone listening in closing that is still in, that's still in your heart that you haven't shared and you want them to know about it?
1: Right now, today, um, it would be, Trust God's timing. You might be in a waiting season right now. Um, you might be in a in a time where you don't know what the next step is. Um, you're waiting on God. Uh, understand that this waiting season is a growing season. It's a season where God is is testing. Um, God is revealing but also God is working and he's doing something in you, but he's doing something in the marketplace as well. And so trusting God's timing, um, is, 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 is everything, you know, as entrepreneurs, we look around and we see success everywhere. We see, I don't know if this happens to you, but I'll be driving on the highway and I'll see someone, with their wife driving a Porsche, you know, a really nice Porsche. And I'll look over and say, gosh, I want that Porsche. But then I'll look inside and I'll realize the man who's driving it is like 50 years old and, and his wife, you know, the, their kids are probably in college and, 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 and I'm like, he, he earned that. You know what I mean? He earned that. That's, but the, but I'm still forty, and so I got room here. I don't need that Porsche today. However, that's that's me, the the wise Alex Miranda talking. The unwise Alex Miranda that doesn't know about God's timing would seek that out of the timing. I'd want it too soon. Get myself into debt. Um, make a decision out of. Pride, or or materialism, and not let God bring me that. Even if even if it doesn't become that when I'm 50, just letting God's timing into our entrepreneurial journey will help us avoid launching the wrong products at the wrong time. Um, and, and or hiring the wrong person at the wrong time or bringing in the wrong client at the wrong time. Um, if we simply learned the art of waiting and trusting, uh, this entrepreneurial journey will not be as difficult as, as as we've made it.
0: Well said, well said. Trust God's timing because indeed it's everything is in his time and when we try and rush everything, we birth things and create things that were not meant to be created at that time. And Mm -hmm. we also miss the connections because in his timing, he connects us to the right people. He connects us with the right resources. And ultimately we're able to achieve greater things than we, that we could not have imagined. So thank you for sharing that. And I just want to appreciate you for coming onto the show, for taking this time and may God bless the brand, and take it to higher heights.
1: Amen. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. So, dear listener, trust God's timing, and if you are clueless about Jesus, just take the brave step of going to a church or plugging into a church online, and let the journey unfold slowly, and truly, you will be amazed by what Jesus can do in your lives. So, until next time, thanks for tuning in.